We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good evening, Broncos country, and welcome to the Orange and Blue View, which, unfortunately, I have my Legends of Mile High background up, so I need to change that. But welcome anyway, because we are going to get into this uh, pregame show that we are bringing to you every Saturday night with Ron White and myself, my co-host Ron White. How's it going, Ron? It's going well, Thomas. Um, Good week so far, good weekend. You know, I can't say the same about last weekend when I was in Miami, but... (laughs) But so well, far, so good this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what can we do? We tried. I mean, we we told them what they could do, but uh, it was such a disaster that it really I don't think anybody could have predicted much of anything going on with that game. So, but that's behind us, right? It is behind us. We're moving forward. We're we're going into unfortunately the uh, battle of the unbeatens here against Chicago. Uh, but we, the Broncos still have to win the game, right? They're still we've still got uh, matchups. We still got players to watch we still got keys to the game stat predictions we're going to do it all even though even though this isn't the uh, the game of the year so to speak but <laughs> we are we're definitely going to jump into that today as always so your your definitive broncos pregame show is here saturday night so thanks for being here with us dylan von arks our own staff member coming in reminding everybody to hit the like button Share on all platforms and subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you for the reminder, Dylan, and thank you for all your hard work that you put into Mile High Huddle. A lot of articles going out there, so make sure you guys go check it out on Mile High Huddle. We all have some articles up. Uh, I've got one about uh, the three stats that you need to be uh, aware of uh, if the Bronx want to have a victory on this uh, this Sunday. Ron, you've got an article up too, I believe. Yes, I do have several up. Um, just in regards to uh, what Justin Simmons said about uh, Vance Joseph, some of those comments. Also, there was um, a meme in relation to, I think it came from the score about benching. I guess it, it was asking which one of the Wilsons will get benched first, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. I found very interesting. So, you know, I decided to write an article to just to, you know, let people know that, you know, we're not in the situation because of Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's playing well. So, but yeah, yeah. go check those out, milehighhuddle.com. And one other thing I wanted to also um, point out is, you know, uh, October 22nd, the meet and greet, everyone. Yes. Yeah, so we will be there. That's the matchup with the Green Bay Packers. Um, there will be a big blue tent 
at Empire Field at Mile High. So once you see that, once you get into the stadium parking lot, come find us under that tent. Come shake our hands, say, hey, let's talk Broncos and uh, get ready for the game. Looking forward to seeing you guys. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Let's say hello to some folks in the chat. Got David Youngkin came in uh, this uh, early uh, today. So thank you for coming in, David. Saying He's saying, evening, everyone. I want to the defense to step up. <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> and no more talking or making excuses. Time to shut up and show me something. Absolutely right, David. It is time to stop talking about what you're going to do and go out and do it. And they haven't been able to do it. You know, and it's it's easier to get up to the podium and say, oh, we know what to do. It's a lot harder to go out there and do it. And so far, they haven't. So uh, you're right, David. Uh, appreciate you being in here tonight. Thank you. We've got String Guy uh, coming in. Also, thanks for being here early in the chat saying, hi, guys. Tomorrow is the Pooper Bowl. Well, that's that's what a lot of people are calling it or the Toilet Bowl or whatever. It's the Battle of the Unbeatens. <laughs> Not the Unbeatens. The Battle of the Beatens. Uh, where the winner is the loser in the race for the number one pick. Even the Bears fans want us to win the game. Yeah, and, you know, everybody that was watching the uh, Colorado-USC game uh, was probably watching the number one pick out there playing, Caleb Williams. So, uh, yeah, the, it is a race to the bottom, so to speak. But, you know, as a Broncos fan, as a lifelong Broncos fan, even though I would like them to get the number one pick so they can turn this around, I just cannot watch them lose. I hate watching them lose. I want to see them win. So, uh, it, you know, and I know that there's a lot of folks in Broncos country that won't agree with me at this point, but uh, it's still, that's what, that's what the, you know, that's where I'm at. So I don't like seeing anybody, uh, the Broncos lose ever. I don't know about you. Uh, where do you stand on the tanking for uh, Caleb or capitulating for Caleb or whatever we want to call it? Yes. Thank you, Serene Guy, for coming in. Uh, you know, we appreciate you. And yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Thomas. I'm not the, I'm not a fan of tanking just to tank. Um, you know, I, I, you know, obviously we started off 0 and 3, and you know, it, the the schedule gets harder. So, you know, it may be cruising for, you know, a top five, top ten draft pick per se, possibly. But you know, I don't want to just tank intentionally to grab Caleb Williams. Now, you know, Caleb Williams is a great prospect. I mean, you know. <laughs> I've watched just about all the USC games and, you know, the, the guy, the guy can play football. Um, but, you know, I, I, I want the Broncos to do well, right? This was a year for um, optimism to turn that corner, to get back to relevancy, to get back into the playoffs. And, you know, although the start has not been great, um, I, I still see this team kind of turning around and somewhat being competitive, but yeah, just to tank to do it for Caleb Williams. No. Yeah, it's a bummer. We got Brad coming in with a super chat. Thank you so much, Brad. Right. Again, we appreciate you being here on your, this Saturday night. There's football games to watch, so we're glad you're here for to listen to the pregame show. Brad's coming in saying Bears by 20. Hmm. Well, that's unfortunate. Sad. Yeah. So, so sad to say, but I feel, see Fields running all over our soft Vance Joseph led defense. If we lose, I say we tank for CW 13. Man. It would be, I mean, the low point that of anything I've ever watched, I mean, was last weekend. I, I don't, I've been watching the Broncos for 40 years. And that was the lowest point. That was the most embarrassed I've ever been to be a Broncos fan. It was pathetic. But if we lose the Bears by 20, that might be even lower. I don't know. That's, yeah. oh, yes. that's pretty awful. I mean, the Bears are not very good. And it would be, it would be a very sad 
state of affairs if that's what were to happen. But we'll give our predictions towards the end of the show. Yes. Thank you, Brad, for coming in. And, you know, as if we wouldn't already be or near to rock bottom from last week, Thomas, we'll even be below rock bottom if we lose <laughs> the Bears. Like we, we yeah. you know, Brad, we, we just can't do it. Now, you know, I, I hope, you know, the Bears don't win by 20 at all, but you bring up a good point. And, you know, I also brought that up in our uh prediction and pick so read that on the mile high round table on uh, milehighhuddle.com as well where the broncos definitely have to account for fields legs and we don't want fields running all over soldier field <laughs> you know but with this defense you know what we've seen you know that could definitely happen so i think that that has to be the focus obviously getting other missed assignments you know coverages and you know other blitz packages van shields and needs to bring in there as well but there needs to be a game plan to contain and limit fields for sure. But yeah, it, it, I, I hope it doesn't happen. I just Yeah. Listen, we all know it's way more fun to be there live for Denver Broncos football. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official marketplace of the Denver Broncos and the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat with a wide selection of tickets available for every game. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. And you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors, that beautiful orange and blue. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash Denver Broncos. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. 
No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I'll tell you, man, I, I think Vance Joseph doesn't believe the old adage that the sideline never misses a tackle, right? Like he... He leaves a wide open middle of the field all the yeah. time. So I guess he's like, yeah, I don't believe in that sort of thing. So I don't know, but hopefully he can turn it around. <laughs> we got Michaela coming in. Hello, Michaela saying good evening, Broncos country. Thanks for being here, Michaela. It's good to see you. Uh, we got a Facebook user coming in saying hello, Tom, uh, Thomas and Ron go Broncos country only. I uh, wish I knew who you were, but thank you for being here. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, Rodney Garcia is coming in from Facebook saying good evening, Thomas and Ron and Broncos country. I watched the USC versus Colorado game earlier. Caleb looked good. Yeah, he did. It's, and so did Sanders. Sanders looked pretty yeah. good as well. I mean, he, uh, he made a heck of a touchdown throw, man. He threaded the needle on one mm-hmm. of those throws. So it was a, it ended up being a pretty good game at first. I was like, oh man, it's a blowout, but, uh, it was, it was very good. So they came back. We got Miguel's coming in saying evening gents. I'm not looking forward to this game, but I was wondering since the bears are three DBs down, I believe it is a huge advantage for Denver. Yeah. I actually have that. Uh, well, I have, I started to talk about uh, our research and do some stuff before I found out that the three DBs were going to be in. So I'm going to talk about that in a little bit, but the three DBs being out makes it even better. So I think Russell Wilson can have a pretty Pretty big, uh, pretty big night. He should. Got Pearl Heater coming in saying hi. Thank you for coming in, Pearl. Uh, really, really appreciate that. And uh, let's see who else we got coming in here. I'm going to say hi. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, we're here again. Nobody in the back, uh, no Scott or anything to to help us out. But uh, we'll, we're trying to grab all the chats that we can. So hope we don't miss any Facebook stars or Super Chats for that matter. Uh, we got Patrick Wiltsey coming in saying aloha, O&B. View my uh, view. My daughter says that w- they will win because Thomas is wearing the best hat. Well, thank you very much. Last week we were people were calling for the hat, so I'm I'm bringing it. I've got it on Legends a Mile High, and now I'm bringing it here to you. So thank you for that. Uh, appreciate it. I love it. And then with someone else, oh, we got Miguel saying that uh, might be going on an expedition with Josh Gates. Well, yeah, probably not. I'm too old for that, but uh, thank you uh, very much. And then we got a huge super oh, chat man. coming in from Casey Nickel. Thank you Thank so you, much. We appreciate it immensely. Yes. And Casey saying there are many players on the third and fourth new regime, which each new coach bringing a sense of hype and change. Sean slash Penner group. Know this culture change requires time. It'll be a season or two of personnel changes and player changes. Caleb to Denver. Yeah, Casey, I I wrote about this. I wrote about uh, the fact that the most of the roster has only seen losing, mm-hmm. uh, and that's that's just a fact. I mean, they most of the uh, starters anyway of the twenty two starters. When I wrote about that article, only five ended up uh, having a winning record when they played, and uh, that's pretty bad, right? So it does take time to move some of that. Uh, mentality off the roster and bring others on and it could start actually uh this uh this season before the deadline even if they start winning they still could actually make some trades and i outlined that in uh in an article talking about some realistic changes that they can make 
that you know may or may not help this year, but it will set them up for for later. So you hit the nail on the head, Casey. It's right. There, there's going to take some time. Yes, Casey, and I. I think thank you for this generous super chat. You know we appreciate you, and I, I agree. It's going to take some time. I I I believe that's what Sean Payton and Penner. You know when Sean Payton came in, that that was a conversation that was had. That hey, you know. What, what do you see the next five to 10 years? How do you see this roster panning out? Um, and you're right, Thomas, all this team knows is losing. You know, yeah. there, there, there are a lot of players on the team, i.e. Justin Simmons, that that's all they've gone from season to season. So when this trade deadline comes, you know, at the end of October, even if there are a few games that the Broncos do win, expect them to, to trade some of these players to get, that and to move off some of these contracts as well, you know, to get some of that value so that they can start to rebuild. You know, yep. I've I've had many conversations, you know, with um, you know, just sports fans and whatnot. And, you know, I, I think Thomas, we're at a time where we, we need to start thinking about rebuilding this roster. And I'm not talking about reboot or a retool, it needs to be rebuilt. Um, and you're right, Casey, that Caleb would be a good start. Obviously, they have to be in striking distance, depending on where they pick in the draft. And then, you know, offensive line, defensive line, and go from there. But you're you're right on the money. I, I agree with this, that it's going to be a few years that this plan, you know, is going to be taking shape to kind of see this roster in Peyton's vision. Yeah. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's uh, even... <laughs> I would trade even say they somehow won out and were I don't I'm this is like hypothetical yeah, yeah, yeah. but say that they went won in all the way until the uh, trade deadline I still think they can move on move some players right I still think there's a couple players that they could part with uh, one being like uh, Cortland Sutton for me yes. like Marvin Mims right now is the best wide receiver on the team. So you can you can part ways with a couple of them, even if and that's hypothetical. I don't think it's going to happen. I I don't. I mean, I think they maybe could win two games until then at best. So uh, yeah, don't don't be there. But they still can make some trades and make some moves. So uh, it it could happen. And and I think it would be a good uh, good thing for some of these players too that have been with the Broncos this whole time and only known losing. Move them off and and you know they, they may have some success. Okay. elsewhere so mm -hmm. thank you casey appreciate it thank you again. phil mclaughlin's coming in with some facebook stars thank you very much uh phil for for that saying good evening thomas and ron no tanking we need to get on a run need sanders gregory and the entire d to play mean and is dulcich back buckham go broncos uh dulcich is not back he he's on ir so he's gonna be he's gonna miss a total of four games uh, i can't remember exactly when he can come back if he's ready uh, after that fourth game, I think I think he's got three more to sit out, maybe, uh, maybe two. So he's he's going to be back. And it's going to take a while. But I am going to talk about the tight ends today because that's one of my keys. Um, and uh, also about Gregory, the thing that I feel about Randy Gregory is if he was on a team that was a contender, he could make an impact. Mm -hmm. But right now, he just he doesn't care. I don't feel like he cares enough to go out and make an impact. He's not making anybody around him better. Uh, he doesn't have, you know, that kind of leadership uh, from my mind that, that, you know, he's going to be the one that steps up and, and has other people follow. Uh, he'd be fine on a, on a contender. He'd probably uh, have quite an impact, but right now he just has none. 
So, so yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, it is. And thank you, Phil, for coming in. You know, we appreciate you. Uh, yeah, you know, no tanking. And as far as this defense, Phil, you know, we 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 want them to play me. We need them to play me. Will they play me? You know, that, that that's really the million dollar question. You know, um, we haven't seen really much Sanders much on the field at all. And then when Gregory's been out there, we there's really no pressure at all. I think outside of those few sacks that you had and whatnot, but Gregory hasn't made an impact at all. And, you know, we say that this is a good game for the entire team to get right, but will they get right? You know, who it remains to be seen like this again, this defense uh, now, Thomas, I think I'm at a point where I can say that the, the lack of talent on the personnel side is starting to be seen. It's starting to show, you know, I always blame it on Vance Joseph and don't get me wrong. We all know that Vance Joseph is to blame for a lot of this, but I'm also seeing that that lack of talent on personnel is, is coming through, especially with Gregory. I mean, we saw what he can do in Dallas, you know, those impact plays, but we're just not seeing it out in the wash as a Denver Bronco. And it's into your point. Yeah, that 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 makes perfect sense, Thomas. Of he may just not care, right? It's <laughs> you know, you're already on a losing team. He probably doesn't think the team is gonna go anywhere. So why should he put forth an effort? Maybe his line of thinking. Um, but it's just unfortunate. Um, it's unfortunate, Phil. Yep. Absolutely. We've got Rick Frazier coming in with a super. So thank you so much, Rick. Really appreciate you being here tonight and the support. Uh, Rick says, hello, Thomas and Ron. Tomorrow is win number one. Let's go Broncos. Get after it tomorrow and take care of business. Denver Broncos for life. Thank you, Rick. Uh, I actually think it's going to be a win, too. I put it out on the Mile High uh, Huddle Roundtable that it would be a win. Uh, For me, it's not going to be a convincing win. Uh, I think that it's not a get-right. It wouldn't be a get-right game for me unless this team just completely dominates the bears like it just completely dominates them on defense and offense. Then I could kind of jump on, but if they, you know, squeak out a win of a touchdown or even 10 points, I don't know if it's a get right game for them. So uh, I do hope that they win. Make little Caesars, the official pizza sponsor of the NFL part of your game day order online during our pizza, pizza pregame one hour before NFL games and get ready for some football and fun. Choose your favorite little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. Either way you win. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the tastiest hour before kickoff. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Rick, for coming in. What, what's the line on the, I haven't looked um, for the I game. think they're fa- I think the Broncos are favored uh, last time I, yeah. I saw, which is kind of strange being yeah. up both 0 and three and mm-hmm. in Chicago, but I thought they were favored. I don't know, but I don't think it, I don't think it's by much. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Rick, uh, yeah, Rick, you know, I, I also, and we'll get into the predictions um, as well later, but I also predicted a, a Broncos victory. It was going to be a narrow victory. Um, you know, it's all going to come down, and we, we can get into start to get into some of that. Thomas, like the keys to so to winning, um, all containing contingent upon slowing fields down. Um, I, I think that's 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 actually my first key. So let's let, let's get into that, Thomas. Get into it. Um, so I would say, you know, let's start with the keys to victory, Rick. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you um you brought this super chat. So I would say one of my keys to victory, um, setting the edge defensively. Um, is a key and I have Justin Fields in mind right they have to set this edge in order for Justin Fields to be limited Um, you know I can see hopefully with nickel defense and some mixed coverages some of the safeties dropping in the box um, to allow for the tackling of fields of course the outside linebackers have to hold their assignments as well um, so that they can maintain the leverage so I would say you know, those particular types of plays to, you know, hold stout on the perimeter um, so that fields will not run over, I think is imperative um, for the Broncos um, to, you know, limit them and also, you know, for the Broncos to actually get back on that winning track. Yeah, and I'm going to jump in with my key, which is also a key to victory, which is also I'm going to add in a key matchup as well, and that is the interior pass rush. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say the interior pass rush is should be key is because the Bears have not been able to really stifle the interior pass rush uh, so far this season. They've given up six sacks Mm -hmm. to interior defensive linemen already. So that's two per game. And it's not just the stars. I mean, that's been like a mix of several different interior defensive linemen that have gotten to Justin Fields. And I think the key is Zach Allen needs to finally step up. That Zach Allen that we all saw training camp, heard about how great he was, has has been absolutely missing from this defense. He needs to go up against Cody Whitehair uh, and, and beat him and show, show everybody that he's cap- what he's capable of, right? And that's, that is one of my keys to victory because they're, it, it, I guess I, I'll say this. If they can't get an interior pass rush, then this defensive line is in trouble. They, they, they're just playing super, super bad. It's just the way it is. I mean, the, the Bears are weak up the middle. Mm-hmm. They should get an interior pass rush, and it, it – I just don't see why it wouldn't happen. And Zach Allen needs to be that leader, the one on the defense that he, they brought him in because he's supposed to get after the quarterback. I want to see him do it this game. Yeah. Yep. Good point. Yeah. We got David McGillrath coming in with a super. Thank you so much, David. You, David. Really appreciate it. And it's great seeing you here. And David saying, good evening, Broncos country. 
Thomas, Ron Dillon and Deacon Scott. David dropped mm. his, uh, his uh, prediction of the record to nine and eight. And we, I saw it on uh, Wednesday night with Luke on, uh, <laughs> on our podcast and we were like, Whoa, but you know, it makes sense. Uh, we can't, it'd be pretty tough to win uh, 12 games after going on three, but Thanks for being here. And uh, David finishes it off with a Buckham times three mile high huddle for life and Denver Broncos for life. Thanks David for, for that. Really appreciate it. All right, Ron, can you uh, give us another key or a key matchup? What do you, what do you got going on there? Yeah. So another key to victory. Um, and again, thank, thank you, David, for your super chat. And uh, you know, yeah, the nine and eight, I'm curious to know if you think that nine and eight may be good enough to have a squeak. And to that seventh seed, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, possibly. I'm, I'm just curious on your thoughts there. But, um, yeah, so the other key victory is running straight up the gut, running up field straight up the gut. You know, as you as you just alluded to, the, the trenches for the Chicago Bears, the defensive line, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not scared. I don't think anyone's really scared of that defensive front. Um, you know, I guess maybe Yannick Ndokwe um, might be someone you kind of have to look out for. But, you know, I think the Broncos should be in a pretty good position to the offensive line, right? To sustain the blocks, create the running lanes for Pookie, Samaje P. Ryan, Julie McLaughlin, um, and be able to hold their own. So running straight at them, straight up, straight up the gut. And of course, as we know, with that focus on the run game, that opens up that play action pass because that's what Russell Wilson excels at once. You know, play action goes, you know, he can hit those bombs down the field to Sutton, you know, to Mims um, and things like that. But, yep, I would just run straight at him, straight up the field, up the gut, be another key. And obviously that also increases the time of possession, right? You know, um, keeping the ball away from the Chicago Bears. So, Sure. Well, I'll tell you, I uh, I would love to see a great running performance. I love I I love even though running backs are not as important as they once were. I love the old school, hammering it down their throat and yep. just uh, grinding it out. However, I think this game ca- can come down to Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson needs to actually be aggressive. Go out and attack them in secondary secondarily needs to get the ball into playmakers hands. And this is why I say that number one, the bears pass defense is not very good. They are giving up uh, an enormous amount of yards per attempt uh, on um, uh, uh, for the first three games, right? They've given up. uh, I think it was if I, and I'm trying to uh, remember exactly what it was, but it's like, it's like eight, almost eight uh, yards per attempt, something like that. I, I can't remember it, and I apologize. I'll look it up. But that is like averaging a plus three yards per attempt for the quarterbacks that they've faced, the starting quarterbacks that they've faced. Right now, Russell Wilson is sixth in the league of yards per attempt. If he can add even two, that's a huge number. That's like almost 10 yards per attempt. He needs to go out and be aggressive. Go out there, throw the ball, because – Number one, this was I was looking at this before the three DBs weren't even going to be uh, the one I didn't know they weren't going to be playing. So he needs to attack the field, but the, secondarily get the ball in the playmakers' hands. Mims, McLaughlin, uh, Williams out of the backfield as well, uh, Judy, because they also struggle with the yards after the catch. So the Bears have um, the Bears have given up. Uh, to one, one of the quarterbacks uh, was a yard, full yard and a half 
uh, better than his what he did against against the other team. And the other and another quarterback was almost five yards over. So uh, they're actually allowing almost seven yards uh, after the catch. Now that's huge. I mean, you get the ball in the playmaker ha- playmaker's hands with a three yard you know short pass, and he gets seven yards after the catch. That's a first down. So they need to be aggressive, and they need to let the playmakers really go out there and uh, do their thing. Get it in their hands. Let them uh, let them make some noise. And I think I still think they can do it. I mean the the Bears secondary is depleted. So go out there and be aggressive and and really attack. And I think Russell Wilson can have a huge game on this uh, on this Sunday. I think he can have a huge game, probably his best game of the year if uh, if they play the if they play it right. Yeah, that's a good point. And I I, I do have Russell Wilson. As one of my stat projections, but I'll I'll get into that later. But you're you're right as well, and I, you know, I I think I think this is kind of where um again I don't fully disagree with you, but I, I think we kind of need to keep this game balanced. Where yeah, focus on running as well, but yeah, there are definitely going to be opportunities where Russell Wilson's going to hit these bombs downfield. Um, and you know, get Mims. I, I want to even see more from Mims. Yeah, you know, um, Mims is such such an exciting talent i mean what what i've seen through the past couple weeks has just been amazing so getting the ball to him i want to see more mclaughlin you know as well um out of the backfield so that's a good point thomas just kind of mixing it up um with the run in the pass you know i'm not sure the percentage wise but yeah that's a good point it's a good point yeah, it's 8.9 yards 8.9. per attempt is what it was for the three quarter starting quarterbacks that they've faced so far 8.9 yards per attempt and it wasn't even Mahomes wasn't even the number one right so it, it's yeah. it's not like uh you know it's it's these great quarterbacks that are doing it against right. the Bears it's uh you know Jordan Love and and Baker Mayfield were out yeah. there uh that's nine yards per attempt that's not even per completion that's that's a that's a big chunk of of yards so I looked it up but uh yeah thanks for bearing with me on that uh what do you got what's what's another uh matchup or key you got Ron Matchup. Um, one of the matchups I want to see is Damari Mathis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he might be, you know, a mainstay on this podcast until he <laughs> until he starts to perform a little better. Um, so Damari Mathis against Mooney and or Chase Claypool. Um, again, just want to see how he performs. Um, you know, and if that coaching staff for the Bears is going to try to pick on him. Um, you know, how he plays within that certain coverage. You know, I, again, I wrote an article that was about a week or two ago and kind of ways Mathis can improve. So, yeah, go check that out on myliehowder.com. But, you know, just how Mathis has struggled um, in man coverage. He plays a lot off um, and they, they just pick on him. So I just kind of want to see if he's able to, you know, improve you know again I'm, we're not seeing what we saw last year thomas where he had like the, the first quarter of the season it was rough but then he kind of took off and i just want to see him um you know improve kind of have that trajectory like he did last year now you know mooney and claypool there you know they're decent receivers but there shouldn't be any reason why you know he should be you know he should be able to kind of win those matchups and have a good performance i'm hoping for that so i'm just i'm just wanting to see that that dynamic mother's day is around the corner find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from blue nile 
From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah. And uh, Mathis is one of my key players to watch, so I, we're kind of doubling up because mm-hmm. uh, he needs, like you said, he needs to hold that that um, uh, that coverage just a, a tick longer than he has been so that the interior pass rush can get to home, right? Get home. Because if he's just letting them run wild, anybody can just, you know, throw it to a wide open receiver. He needs to get the, get uh, fields to hold that ball just a little bit longer. So that interior pass rush can get home and, and string guys, uh, he's watching because of the rust to Mims connection. I I hope it's big. I think, I don't think they're going to give him a bunch of passes, but he's, he's a stat prediction that I have. So uh, I'll give that in a little bit. Yeah, string guy. I want to see t- at least two deep bombs to Mims. You know that I wouldn't say that's you know the reason I'm watching tomorrow, but I'm that's kind of what I'm. You know, I think that's kind of how my list. I'm looking for that kind of in the first quarter. I'm really looking forward to Russ kind of doing off that play action, just finding Mims wide open downfield. Again, it'll be exciting. It'll be exciting. Uh, my one of my matchups, and I think I'm going to get uh, some heat for this, but it's actually. Adam Troutman versus the linebackers. Now, the reason why I say this, I know Adam Troutman is not a, uh, you know, extraordinary tight end by any means. And, you know, he's kind of an average tight end. They, the bears have struggled with tight ends so far. They've given up an average of 10 yards per reception to tight ends. And it's not Kelsey that's driving that. Yeah. Kelsey had a pretty good day, but you know, rookie, uh, Luke Musgrave was out there, you know, tearing it up against them as well. You know, they're they're not having a huge catch day, you know, for a lot of receptions and a lot of yards. But Am Troutman can be valuable if he can, you know, move the chains a couple times, get a few nice catches, a little bit of a little bit of yards. I think, you know, as an outlet or or as a uh, you know somebody that they're not really considering, uh, can can really kind of uh, you know, surprise some people. So I know that it's not that's not like a something exciting or, or people want to hear, but you know, he can be an efficient player uh, on Sunday and, and move the chains and, and be a, a, a you know, a, a safety blanket kind of, you know, reliable pass catcher for Russell Wilson when, when, you know, he doesn't have that other, you know, receiver that, that he is available and things like that. So I, I want to watch for Adam Troutman. I think he can have a, a pretty decent day and I'll, I'm going to predict his stats uh, for to, uh, for tomorrow a little bit later, but that's one of my keys. They're weak. They're weak against the uh, tight ends. Nice, nice. All right, and then as far oh, we'll, we'll grab Dominique here before before I go in. Thank you, Dominique, for coming in. Dominique Martin says, "Hey, Tom and Ron, well, hello to you as well. Mile high salute to my Broncos family. Game tomorrow. I'm still a fan. <laughs> we win tomorrow." Ask me after the game, though. <laughs> Thank you, Dominic. Yep, that's kind of where we all are. Um, we, we, we think yep. we're going to win, but, you know, it might be a different story. But That's right. That's right. It's a bummer. We're optimistic. <laughs> we Gina, Gina Cooper coming in with a super chat. Thank you, Gina, for being here. I know there's football going on, and I, like I said, we your time is so valuable. We appreciate you just being here, but the support is also uh, very nice. So thank you so much. 
Uh, Gina says, I'm going to be all eyes on Sutton, who needs to get a fire lit under him, and Mims as well. We got the talent on offense, but Russ has got to get his guys fired up too. Yeah, I mean, Sutton had a good day uh, other than the fumbles. He was out there working hard. He just fumbled, in that, it, but also missed a touchdown pass, dropped the touchdown pass. Uh, I lo- I really, really liked Sutton in 2019. He was one of my favorites. He he just doesn't have I, his something else is up upstairs that just he's not quite back yet, you know, uh, and maybe it's a change of scenery that he needs. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to tell you right now, Russ just isn't the fire up kind of guy. He just isn't. He's not that type of leader. Russ is just uh, more of a, you know, kind of a aw shucks guy. Let's go do yeah. it, you know, positive, but not, you know, get in your face and, you know, make sure that you do your job correctly kind of guy. And um, I, I hope Sutton turns around. I like Sutton. I hope he has a big day. Uh, I think Mims will have a pretty solid day. Uh, but yeah, I, I think we have talent uh, uh, or the Broncos have talent on offense, but uh, not enough to be, to like be so overwhelming that they can, you know, make up for the porous defense on the other side. Ron, what do you think? I, yes, I'm right there with you, Thomas and Gina. Thank you for coming in for the super chat. Um, we we appreciate you, and I'm glad you brought up Sutton because that's actually one of my players to watch. And we know we should all know the reason why I'm watching Sutton to see how he bounces back from those two fumbles last week. Um, you know, I I think with Sutton Thomas, I I do agree to the point that he, I think he needs a change of scenery. You know, I, I think again. It's in their psyche, this losing. Again, that's all they know is losing. And, you know, when he came out, you know, that that first year and even in that second year, you know, we saw, we kind of saw him be that Pro Bowl receiver that he is, right? Jumping up, getting those 70, 30 balls, right? You know, running those nice routes, kind of getting those yards after catch. We, I just don't see that now. I don't see that, that will to just go out and make a play. Um and so I'm I'm looking for I'm I'm looking for that. Now this should be the perfect opportunity Gina for Sutton to have a good game. You know, yeah. again, the, 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 <laughs> the 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 DBs you know they're missing a lot of their DBs as we were talking about. So Sutton should eat. Actually a lot of these receivers should should eat tomorrow for sure. Um but I, I guess I'm more looking for just how he bounces back the mental um, and yeah, you, we already talked about Mims. You know, we, we're we're all excited with with Mims. Um, I just don't know about the talent. To your second point, um, there are bits and pieces on the offense that 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 have talent. I, I don't think you have like star players on offense across the board. And I think that's that's kind of the problem, right? We saw again, Mims is good. Judy, we know what Judy is, but you know, Sutton, you know, Troutman, you know, <laughs> so, you know, and then Russ is not that rah-rah guy, you know, to get in your face and just pump him up. So you kind of have that problem. Russ is more of a kind of, he, he'll inspire the team, but he's more of a sit back, lay back type of guy to, you know, um, kind of give the team direction to go forward. But you know, yeah, that you're you're right on Gina. Where I think everybody's eyes are going to be on Sutton, so we'll we'll see what he does tomorrow. We'll see what he does tomorrow. Yeah, I don't think the team has a leader that's get in your face type of guy. 
I, I don't see it. I don't, I mean, everybody, everybody that's a captain or seems like a leader is one of those kind of nice guy leaders. Yeah. You know, I think this team needs to be held accountable. Yeah. And sometimes that is, you know, it can be, you know, a little rough and it's just not happening. So yeah, I don't, I don't see any of them, any leader on this team. That's a get your guys fired up type of thing. Yeah. Now their play can get them fired up. They go out and execute well and, and, and start rolling. Then they're going to get fired up. But I don't think, I don't think they have it in them to, you know, go out there and fire up their team. We'll see. I, I, uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I think, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm the jury's still out with Cortland Sutton. I mean, I thought he was going to be the leader, uh, wide receiver leader uh, this year, but I, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be Mims at this point. Yeah, and right. Thomas, before you do that, I want to bring up. Thank you, Sting, uh, String Guy, for coming in. Yeah. Don't forget kickoffs return. Yes, we're talking in regards to Mims. So I, I did bring up, you know, the big playability, you know, down the field. But yeah, we we did see. I think that was the, yeah, the game against the Commanders. Um, when the kickoff return, he had that big return. So yeah, uh, definitely Mims yeah. is valuable there too. Yeah, and it's the. I saw the stat. It was the first time that somebody has caught a pass and had a kickoff return in the same year since the early 60s, like 1963 yeah. or 61 or something like that. So it's a, it's kind of special to see it, you know, happening already uh, from the rookies. So that, that's that's yeah. awesome. Uh, yeah, that's great. Appreciate you, Gina. Thank you so much. Now I'm going to jump into a player to watch for me, and I know he hasn't gotten much playing time, but he, he's he could have an impact today, and that's, that's McLaughlin. They need to get him in space put the ball in his hands in space. They got to manufacture some sort of play. Don't just hand it off to him and have him run it up, run it up the middle, you know, manufacture some, maybe a pass or two, a screen, something, get him, get him into space and see what he can do. Cause I think he can uh, tack on some yards if they can do that. But so far they, I, I mean, they've, they've given the ball a couple times. He's played a little bit, but I, I think he can be having an impact and the same. I mean, I think Javante Williams can too uh, out of the backfield, catching some passes as well, but I want to see Javante, you know, carry the load and and get McLaughlin out there in space with with the ball in his hands and see what happens. Okay, nice, nice. And then another player to watch for me, and I believe he's still listed as questionable. So yeah, if he plays, Justin Simmons. Um, you know, if if he returns, I I, I want to see because I know I don't think it would have been make too much of a difference last week if he played but you know uh, i'm i'm curious to see kind of how he's being used you know in relation to do they drop the safety up you know to kind of help with the tackling how, how does vance joseph deploy him kind of stopping that run um i know he'll be used at times you know in coverage but you know i, I think i'm looking for more of you know stopping the run and kind of stopping justin fields as well so yeah. Um, but yeah, Justin Simmons is another one that I have on my on my players to watch list. We got Turtle four six one four coming and saying they could pay me to hype the team up. Uh, he <laughs> lives for the team and will shine through and and crush goals after. We, they need a hype man and Turtle. You you hopefully they do. They they need someone to hype them up. So thanks for coming in and, and saying that. Uh, I would I hope they're hyped up for tomorrow. But if not. You know, maybe send them a, a email, you get them uh, whatever, and tell them that you can hype them up. I'm, I'm not sure how to get a hold of them, but yeah, thanks for for stopping by. I appreciate it. 
All right, let's jump into some of our uh, predictions uh, for stats. I think we've gone through all our, our key matchups and keys to victory and players and such like that. So I'm going to start off with Mims. I think Mims is going to have another day where he doesn't catch many balls, but it's going to have an impact. He's going to have four catches, 85 yards, and a TD. Because, like I said, the the Bears love to give up yards after catch, and I think he'll take one. I think he'll take one to the house, have a nice long one, get a few catches, and then of course they'll forget about him like they typically do. So he's not going to have a ten catch day or anything. But that's what I predict for Mims. Nice. Um, one of my stat projections is Javante Williams. Um, so I predict that Williams will have about twelve carries for about. A little over 80 yards, so about between 80, 85 yards, and he will also have a touchdown. And um, another one of mine, I'll go next, as far as the receiver's concerned, um, is Brandon Johnson. Um, So I do predict that Brandon Johnson will have about three receptions on like five targets. Um, Won't get in the end zone, but he'll grab about 40 receiving yards or so. And then Russell Wilson. Um, Russell Wilson, to your point, Thomas, will have should have a big day. Um, you know, again, I think Peyton's plan is to kind of have it balanced with that running and that passing attack. Um, and then I see Russell going 21 to 34. So that equates to about a 62 completion percentage, 290 yards and three touchdowns with no interceptions. All right. Man, I I expected that to be higher. I think I I think it could be a big game for him, but uh, we'll see how how. That's what I predicted for him last week. He went over three hundred. So, but you know, a lot of that was garbage time. So, all right, my two guys, Adam Troutman, which I talked about before, is going to have an efficient day. Six catches, fifty yards, not bad. Uh, much better than uh, we saw. But you know, I think I think they're weak uh, against the tight ends. I think he's going to have a decent day. And then I got Zach Allen mm-hmm. having two sacks. He's going to come up finally. He's going to earn his paycheck. He's going to come up big, two sacks on Justin Fields from the interior. Uh, So I hope, I mean, because if he can't, I said this earlier on Twitter, if he can't have a good day against the Chicago Bears, then it's likely that the Broncos overpay. I mean, if you can't have a big day now, what team are you going to have a big day against? So uh, that's, that's where I'm at. I'm going to hit injuries real quick, and then we'll do our predictions, and then we'll end the show. How's that sound? Sounds good. Yep. Uh, we've got Frank Clark is out, as as we know. Uh, Purcell is out. Josie Jewell out. Uh, the only other person that's really not listed as a uh, full participant on the injury report is Justin Simmons, who's questionable. He missed practice on Friday, which typically spells kind of doom for a Sunday playing, but he came out and said that it was precautionary. They They planned it. He was getting some rest, so we'll see. It's probably a game time, game day decision, game time decision. Um, uh, hopefully, he can play, but we'll see about that. Yes. All right, score prediction time, Ron. What do you got? One of my favorite segments. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I would say if we were winning, it would have been, I guess, more favorite. But anyway, uh, so you know, this game should come down to Russell Wilson having a big day. Um, you know, this this poor defense from the Chicago Bears will allow just about everyone to eat. So the running back should have a big day on the ground. Rush should have a big day. These receivers should have a big day. Um, and 
again, I'm going to go back to my key to victory of if they limit Justin Fields, if they contain Justin Fields, the Broncos should have no issue coming out with the victory. So having said that, guys, I do have a narrow victory for your Denver Broncos with a score of 28 Broncos, 24 Bears. All right. Phil's coming in with a 24-10 Broncos. All right. Nice, Phil. Thank you for, for jumping in there and, and, and having that. Uh, and Ryan Slavic saying uh, Russell Wilson is going to have 350 passing yards and three TDs. That's his prediction. That's awesome. Yeah, I think he can have a big day. So thanks, Ryan. All right, so here's my thing. I I actually have a hard time picking the Broncos to win any game the rest of the season. <laughs> I really do because they haven't proven to me that they can actually win games, close ones or any. Uh, but I'm actually going to pick them to win this game because I think it's just going to make them feel like they can go out and win some more. And then, you know, we're, we're going to be heartbroken the next few weeks because they actually can't do it, but they're not going to win convincingly. They're going to win 28 to 23. Uh, and uh, you know, they're going to get the first, uh, first win on the board. I think, I think, uh, you know, Russell Wilson's going to light it up and, uh, have a few touchdown passes and you're going to see, uh, you're going to see an efficient offense that just outpaces, the bears and mostly because they're going to be able to get to Justin Fields and get, uh, get him down, get sacks and uh, get the ball back to the offense. So that's where I'm at. Nice. nice. All right. Again, I hope that hope that comes to, you know, it's again, everyone's all eyes are going to be on this defense. Like a lot of people are seeing here in the chat, you know, so it all comes down to if this defense can, it sure can does. get it together for sure. Yep. So, yep. All right. One last reminder. Green Bay Packers, week seven. We are going to be out there for the meet and greet. Look for the mile high huddle, big blue tent. Be in the parking lot somewhere. We'll get more details to come, but uh, try to try to uh, come out, say hi to us. I, I actually think everybody's signed up to come out, every podcaster. So if you have a favorite or you don't, whatever, just come out and say hi. All right. Well, thank you very much. Uh, again, we enjoy doing this pregame show. Enjoy bringing you these uh, finer details that you don't really see on the uh, other, you know, kind of national networks when it comes to your beloved Broncos, even though it's hard to watch right now, but I'm just going to say, thank you very much for coming in. Uh, and we will see you again, same time next week for another pregame show. So thank you very much, Ron, any last words? No. So again, thank you everyone for tuning in. This is always a great time, you know, talking our favorite team. Um, and enjoy the game tomorrow. I'm just hoping for, I think everyone's hoping for a Broncos dub. So let's see if we get it done. That's right. All right. And this is it for your definitive Broncos pregame show signing off. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Thank you, everyone.